Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Butcha. Today's guest is a multifaceted performer with a delicious serving of witty humour as the main course. She has over 25 years of performing experience locally and across the country. She's an accomplished entertainer, vocalist, MC, dancer, producer, dance teacher, and all-around stage hog. You can't move in her dressing room for a collection of crowns, sashes and honours. However, the title of Mix Burlesque Western Australia 2019, Mix Australia Second Runner-Up 2019 and the creator and co-producer of Would You Like Thighs With That are among her proudest accomplishments. Luscious is as Luscious does. I'm of course speaking with Dee Dee Luscious. How are you, Dee Dee? Oh, hello. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well. I believe we have conquered all to record early this yeah. morning. Yeah, I would yeah. call this early for trying to put on a, a facade of being like, hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. Yes. I have thoughts and opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> you correctly um, put your coffee cup directly under the microphone so that you would be positioned rightly. And I think that that is the wisest move and something I will be making people do moving forward. My mouth will go in that direction. Yeah, exactly. So it's good. So the only thing we're going to get is teeth on the microphone, which you know. That or some very sensual slips. Mm. Either or. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> They're just for me. Delicious. Oh my God. I told God. you it was going to come up. Don't you mean delicious? Don't you mean delicious? <laughs> I do mean delicious. All right. So you're another person who is a slashy. You have just taken on so many hats um, in your incredible career. So for you, why a career in the arts? Honestly, it's just where you feel happy. Me, oh man, where I feel happy. Um, I, as a youngster, craved attention. Mm. I'm the youngest of what? six no. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so attention in our household wasn't always easy to get. And then I found entertaining. People would smile. People would be happy. Mm. Um, I mean, must say, probably in my youth, a lot of it may have been forced. Like, oh, yes, yes, it was very good, darling. Very good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can we eat dinner now? No. No, um, I haven't started act three. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's so many parts. Um yeah, the, just the pure joy you get from performing for others. Yeah, I don't yeah, even great. know. It's so hard because no, yeah, you that get that hard. question and, and and you think about it and you actually that's a really, I don't know, it just, it sparks joy. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to like narrow down for people is just like it doesn't, it can be so many different things and it can be like absolutely nothing at all at the same time. We think like when people choose more quote unquote, traditional career paths <laughs> that they go like, oh, why am I going into that? It's like, well, secure job, good money, uh, great uh, system to climb the ladder. And it's like arts has none of those things. So why'd you pick it? <laughs> oh, in high school, it was, I want to be in musical theatre. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, it seemed, you know, uh, a very realistic goal for me. Of course. Still is. <laughs> it still is. That is true. It still is. I have been in the recent production of the 25th Annual Putnam Spelling Bee. Exactly. It was very good. Um, 
I played an imaginary mother, <laughs> as you do. Um, no, so reverting back, this is you're going to find this problem with me. I tend to like, um, you know, wander off in one direction in talking about something, and then I forget where I came from. I feel like that is the perfect podcaster, though. That is exactly what we legitimately want. <laughs> happens in life twenty four seven. Let's revert back to where where was I? Where was I here? Well, where are you going to go down? So you've obviously done oh, a lot yes. of teaching work and performance work. What was your right. like, main so goal? So performance was the main, was where mm-hmm. I wanted to go. All right. Musical theatre was the initial one. Uh, and then that sort of turned from musical theatre just to acting mm. and just performing. And then uh, later on in my teens, my mum and dad were, you know, you need to go study something. You need to go do something. <laughs> I'm thinking, do I? Like, I don't know what I, I still don't know what I want. Because know who knows what they want? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know a shaker spear. <laughs> a shaker spear. <laughs> a shaker spear. Um, <laughs> my brain's just like imagining me holding a spear and shaking it now. I'm like, just stop. <laughs> That's a great um, act. <laughs> <laughs> it's won awards. Mm. <laughs> um, no, it hasn't. Uh, yet. <laughs> yet. Give it time. Um, so going down the performer app, mum and dad said, yep. Yeah, okay, you need to do something because I was just working at the time. Pushed me towards study and then I had a friend who had just done a course at ECU um, which collaborated with WAPA and he was like, you should do this. Go ahead, just do it. And I was like, yeah, I'll have a go. So that was the Contemporary Performance and Theatrical Studies. Great. That's a study. There you it's go. It's a study. Take the box for parents. Four years um, of that of which one unit was about designing a website. I was like, I don't even know why, but it was there. Yeah, which now would seem crucial. <laughs> now I'm going, well, I probably should have paid attention. But then I was like, why? Mm. Um, We've on some pretty shitty websites. It was, oh, gosh. <laughs> I kind of want to see it again, but I don't. <laughs> um, so done that and four years later, all finished, you know, have all this experience. Of, you know, I've learned so much about um, – performance and and all it was all around amazing yeah. especially the units with Whopper were phenomenal the vocal workshops and the movement workshops were so good um mum and dad's go so what do you what, what can you do now I was like, oh. what what I could do before <laughs> but with I suppose more knowledge and um I can be a bit more precise and mm. I'm very good at improv now <laughs> I can do exactly what I could do before we spent thousands of dollars yeah, on this degree. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> As a much. team. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then was there an immediate move to then go uh, overseas or like what was your draw to like the US? Oh, I, I'm a bit of a Disney nut. Nice. So I was very keen to get over there. Mm. I was hoping to work with um, – the performing side of things mm. and be friends with certain characters. Wink, wink. That's a, that's yeah. a, the Disney term they're friends with. Um, so I found a exchange program. Ah, cool. And I went over with the exchange program and I was very excited because I was under the impression that I could audition for things while I was there mm. with the possibility of being friends with, being friends yeah. with. And I was very excited by this and I got there and, you had to do six months in one area and six months in the other. The first six months was in the merchandising in a new resort. Right. Which was amazing. Yeah. Um, of which you still need to think on your toes. Disney is very much storytelling. Mm. And I know it's, it might sound a bit cheesy, but it's a lot of improv. Yes, it It's be. a lot of improv because you can't be upset um, or if you do, you know, you got to 
make a reason to, oh, I've just got to go, you know, uh, Dory's calling, you know, it's all themed, you know, as, yeah. a, as a resort with Nemo and, and um, the Lion King and the Little Mermaid. It's like, oh, I think I hear Ariel's voice. I'm just going to make sure Ursula hasn't taken it again, you know. Yeah. And you make <laughs> up all these stories. But then it came became more fun in the second six months when I actually did get to work with characters because uh, it turns out I couldn't audition while I was there. But I got to hang out with characters. That's right. And cool. that was that was amazing. That was at like Magic Kingdom and Epcot and all that. Um, yeah. That's really yeah. cool. And you got to create magic with your storytelling. Mm. And I suppose that's where that love of narrative as well that's has probably where, yes, stemmed that's from. That's what I was thinking, yeah. That's it just clicked in my brain. Got oh, wait, that's, yeah. what, that's it. So you did like all of this incredible character building on the other, literally on the other side of the world under this like, Tra- I'm going to say like traditional structure because obviously Disney has been a part of people's lives for mm. a, a mm. very, very long time. So there's obviously a, a foundation that's there. How did you then create your own character, which is Dee Dee Luscious? Is it built from there? Is it built from a bit of everything? Like where do you think that came from? I don't even know where Dee Dee came from. <laughs> Dee, Dee, Dee Dee just popped up one day yep. with the um, encouragement of uh, some friends who are now over in London, uh, Trash Valentine, um, but they're living their best life in London now. But back then they had shows and they were um, constantly encouraging me, you know, oh, come on, you can do it. And I'm going, I don't think so. I don't think I could do. <laughs> this is, you know, um, getting myself into burlesque and said, oh, you can do it. You can. And at the time I was very self-conscious, especially with yeah. my body and um, being a fuller-figured um, lady. And... Yeah, they said no, no. It's it's no problem. It's so it's so much fun. You'll you'll really get a kick out of it. Just get an idea and, and have a go. And I did. And I thoroughly wow. thoroughly enjoyed it. So you're having a go. Was that in like a classroom setting? For no, burlesque, or I, you just go straight into. I the literally stage? just went. I'll have a go at Heck this. Yeah. I didn't go to a a school. I didn't have lessons. Mm. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> Well, I think it's good. I did to, what I did. <laughs> I think it's good to like to remind people that there are multiple paths, especially when it comes to burlesque, because we have so many incredible schools here in Perth now, especially that there can be like a sense of like, okay, well, I go through this school and here we have like, and then suddenly we're on a traditional pathway again, like in other professions when you can do it from any way. So, do you remember the first show? Like, what was it about? What was your act? I went, the first one was at the Ellington. I believe nice. it was a Vicious Von Vixen show, Cabaret. And I did an act called Rubber Ducky. <laughs> I enjoyed this act and I would love to do it again where I wore a towel, I came out and had a shower and uh, revealed my rubber duckies were always with me. <laughs> um, I had like the bubble skirt and that's what inspired my dress uh, for the red carpet in 2019. Ah, I had right. a, the bubble bath dress with the ducky on top. That was the inspiration. It was an ode very to my cool. first act. Very, very cool. Um Still got it there. It's, it's waiting. It will come out again. <laughs> but sure yeah, yeah. That was the first time. There wasn't a theme to the show. It was just, you know, your, um, I suppose you should say your traditional cabaret mm. variety lineup. Uh, but that was wonderful. It was so, so proud to have uh, my mum was in the audience, my auntie and yeah. a few friends came and that was really nice. That's so great. Were you hooked from that moment onwards yeah. or did you already have the bug previously for Burley? I didn't really have the bug previously. Mm. No, that was after that I became hooked. Um, <laughs> I found like a good circle of people that I could talk to and um, bounce ideas off and they gave me some really good advice and, and that's where it started. Yeah, wow. It's great in being introduced in the cabaret space then because you're not only a burlesque performer, you are also an MC and you're also a singer. So how did you marry all of these together? Because Dee Dee is not just one thing. 
No, I'm yet waiting to sort of marry burlesque with vocals. Mm. I'm it's on the it's on the goal list. It's on the to do list for me. Um, I've had plenty of ideas and really want to, uh, but time has not been in my um, I don't know, my sports ball court <laughs> recently. Yeah, um, I'd love to put those together. However, it's a bit tricky. Um, Again, I've literally just repeated myself. I think for me, when I've seen Diddy Luscious perform, I think comedy links the three, um, the three art forms together really seamlessly. So, like even so, your MC persona it's like obviously entrenched in comedic elements. Your burlesque persona has comedic elements, and so does in your singing. Even though you'll belt out these incredible, amazing notes, you'll always give us a bit of a wink and a nudge. And for me, that's what links all three of those together. She is a bit of comedy. Yeah, she's yeah. a bit of comedy. It's good fun. We love yeah. to see that sort of work. I have pure joy when I see people laugh and have a good time. Yeah. Because the world needs more of that. The world definitely does need it's, more of that, for yeah, sure. I can't say that enough. <laughs> like, just just make people happy if you can. Yeah. Obviously not at your own expense. Like, <laughs> I say that, you know, be happy but don't, you know, um, go too far there uh, and burn yourself out. I'm trying to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, no, if you have the ability, just do it. And I think that's where comedy, I feel very natural in comedy. Mm. I and, enjoy myself. Yeah. And you're, you're so funny and so incredibly good at what you do. Was comedy like your lead element when you did go on to win Mixed Burlesque in 2019? Was that something that you yes. wanted to present? And how, <laughs> yes. and how did you? Because like comp settings, a lot of the time comedy can be like that one thing. It's like, oh, hang on, we're pushing comedy to the side. We're here for the glam or the... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I did get a lot of feedback from people on acts and I had a very good little circle that I worked with that year. Um, that year, Miss Lady Lace and Sammy Sparkles. Mm. Um, we worked together a lot, um, just bouncing ideas off each other and um, they were amazing. They were my real support support team that year. Um, after the winning, which I was, I was honestly shocked Honestly shocked. I didn't expect it. I was going in just let's let's give it a crack. Let's have a go. Um, bringing that comedy to it and that cheek, I found it most challenging with back then it was your traditional, mm-hmm. um, your traditional act. Yeah. So I'm going, how do I do a traditional act that's, you know, going to tick these boxes as well as letting me still be myself? Totally, yeah. Very difficult. And I didn't, you know, and it wasn't, I suppose, your traditional Tease, yeah. Traditional, traditional, traditional tease. Gosh, we're really going into it here. It's, it's very um. What's that movie? Inception. Inception. <laughs> I was gonna say like inside the actor's studio, but Inception's way funnier. Yeah, we'll go with that. Where's the spinning top? Um, <laughs> the act itself, like it's going back to having a go at you know. Oh, is my ankles? Oh, my shoulders. Mm, yeah. I don't actually take off the you know the corset. Just show me bum. Yes, which is very, just, yeah, which is really, really interesting. And it does play on the in, on entire concept of burlesque, which is rooted in parody, parody in the first place. Yeah. 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 So good. They're so funny. So then when you went on to produce one of the most, like, what well, co-produced one of the most incredible shows that I've ever seen in burlesque, which is Would You Like Thighs With That, um, what elements from, like, your past competition world did you bring in to that show? Elements of my past competition world. To be honest, I had a pretty big break from burlesque before yeah. doing it. Um, and I think it became more of a case of we've got to do something for the bigger folk because mm. there wasn't enough of it. 
There really wasn't. It was just a connection between um, Sugar and myself after a show. Um, Sugar du jour, uh, another drink, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a. I think it was. I think it was at the. It was at one of the mixed burlesque. Com- no, it wasn't a competition. I think it was the anniversary. We were just having a little chin wag. Like, hey, let's do this. Yeah, right. Let's do that. I don't know. You ask very, very good questions and my brain is trying so hard to be like, yes, connect the dots here, Didi. Connect them and give a very good, informative answer. No, I mean, something that's, <laughs> no, you, you bring up a really good point, which is like sometimes not, it isn't all inception, it isn't all connected at all times. Sometimes we just have good ideas based off our experiences and sometimes we have good ideas based off our relationships, which sounds like that's what Thighs is, is a incredible idea based off the relationship that you had with another amazing performer, Sugar Dijon, everybody drink. <laughs> Where's my coffee? <laughs> right in front of you, exactly <laughs> where you put it. The microphone's in the way. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Insert sexual slip. Ah, I'm keeping that one in. That's not. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Pausing for the actual drink. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 2019, were you, when you won and then you've taken this big break in the, well, not directly after that, obviously. I got to be in a show with you after that. Yes. <laughs> yes. A couple. Um, but in between like you winning and thighs, there is a break. In there you. is. Um, so in 2019, what were you not seeing in the industry that you wanted to represent in Thighs. Is it the representation for bigger bodies? Representation for bigger bodies as well as, I suppose, on a more personal note, just getting back out there. Mm-hmm. I had taken that break because I'd had my first child. Yeah. And as happy and as wonderful as it is, well, I felt having having them, I really missed creating. Mm. You lose it. You yeah. just lose it. I was unwell uh, when I fell pregnant with her. Um, I was, I was quite unwell, very unwell, um, from week six. So I literally couldn't do anything. I couldn't get up. I couldn't work. Um, you know, just walking from the bed to the couch, you know, I had to bring a a bucket with me. I just couldn't do anything. I was eating potato and broccoli. (laughs) That was, that was like my diet for like a good three months. Um, I'm French fries. They, they came too, (laughs) you know, and there's no judgment. Um, so I suppose after that, this long break of not having any creative outlet. Because you're you, literally you, creating something else, yeah, a human. I had a parasite, yeah. mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I say that, people go, oh, don't call them that. I'm like, eh. what are you talking Okay. Um, it your, it's your human, it's your parasite. You can call exactly, it whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Um, after that super long break, I've just gone, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I've got to do something. Mm. And... Um, I think that's where thighs, I think, came from that I really need to create something as well as, okay, well, I want to see more um, plus size performers on the stage. Mm. I want a whole show just for them. Yeah. I just want a show for them. And I was very fortunate Sugar felt the same because I don't think I could have done it without her. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly don't. Like, yeah, and we had a really good team, really good cast um, that we um, Mm. asked asked to be involved and yeah, and it got such great feedback. Yeah, it was we'll such talk a proud about it a couple moment. Of years later, yeah, <laughs> it was such a proud moment. Um, you know, watch this space, wink, wink. Um, mm. Yeah, 
It's great. No, so for and as an audience member at Thighs, what the one thing that I found really incredible was the way that the show is able to balance um, not just representation for the sake of representation, but uh, joy of being in a plus size body and like incredible like sexy experiences and comedy experiences and awesome times and then also like the truth of the negative stereotypes and the awfulness that comes mainly from the outside world (laughs) if you exist in those bodies is the balance between the two how did you guys tackle that because that would have been quite a difficult thing you can suddenly go into like trauma dumping land or just like making fun of yourself land really easily it was a delicate balance yes it's a delicate balance and I suppose we're making by it, there are some parts that probably are a bit more traumatic, but because we've um, positioned it in a way and pre- presented it in a comedic mm. way, then it doesn't come off as, I suppose, as traumatic. But, you know, um, that doctor skit, that's that's legit. Mm. Like we make a joke of it, but it's, it's, it's legitimately what happens um, to a lot, a lot of people. They go in for the, the simplest thing and it's like... Have you have you been looking at your diet? Mm. What is your diet like right now? You know, you how what's that got to do with the fact that I stubbed my toe? Yeah. Completely. It just makes you feel like that's all you are. Yeah. When it's not, that's not the case. And I don't understand why we have to put that value on body size and body mm. shape. I'd rather put value on people's that sounds really silly value on people's values but values on people's you know actions and um, what they do and the good kindness that they can exude into the world like can we do that instead let's let's do that because I know there's a lot of people out there who yeah um I'm going on a tangent now oh Oh, I want the tangent oh the the tangent tangent. the tangent Tangent is my most favorite thing no there's people out there like if you could like put value on what they do and their actions Gosh, like chuck him in the bin. Like yeah. there's no point. Just just leave. Yeah, don't keep him. Just leave. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, sports ball hit them in the other direction. Is that, is that a handball? I think that handball, a handball, that's, handball a handball that's a handball gesture. gesture. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it looks that. terrible, doesn't it? See. <laughs> um, just chuck him in the bin. Like there's. <sighs> yeah. And then being skinny can't, can't be the entire thing that they like hold their whole world on. There are like, and I'm not going to generalize, like there are some that I feel like they do have that mentality. Like it's, it depends on what they look like. Your physical Mm. attributes define who you are and how successful you'll be. Mm. Just call bull beep on it. I'm not going to actually swear. I said bull beep. Oh, you're being really good. I'm going to bull beep on that. I'm going to bull beep on that one. Yeah. Um, And on all of that bull beep, we're going to run to our break so that we can have a proper drink and then we'll come back and talk more locally about what we can do in the scene. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. I still have the immense privilege and pleasure is what I was going for, but I said pleasure um, of looking at Dirty Lashes. <laughs> It is a pleasure to see me. It is a pleasure to see you. Yeah, all right, cool. So apparently I can't talk for this half because it's it's after 9 a.m. and I sound drunk. Um, Okay. Is that juice? We need some jasmine tea. Uh, Shout out to Veruca Sauer who took me on a jasmine tea run recently through Coventry Gardens to buy every single different type (laughs) of iced tea that we could find. I think Veruca's another one now you have to start having a drink We are going to have to. It's, yeah. yeah, there are going to be There'll a, be a few of, there. There'll be a list of people. Mm. Um, but for everybody, uh, if you hear Veruca's name, your job is to um, have a sip of a tea-based beverage or um, bubble tea, I think is the <laughs> optimal oh. version of that. Love me some bubble tea. <laughs> exactly. Nom, 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 nom. Exactly. All right. We're not going to talk about Veruca, otherwise it's going to be like the ninth <laughs> podcast we talked about. Veruca, <laughs> 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 Literally just coming off. Um, <laughs> literally Nicola was on, is on the show last week. Um, <laughs> the week before yours comes out. So that's great. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Anyway. Their macaries be everywhere. Sorry, I had to Dan say Their macaries. macaries are everywhere. Their macaries got in my soup. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they just sounds like I'm Mac. Look, look, I'm cutting this out. Friends, whole show out. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> talking about local icons, this is the worst segue I ever made. Talking about local icons, I'd actually want to talk about the local scene. Um, and we mentioned a little bit in the first half of this that you didn't come from like a traditional burlesque school, um, which I think is really, really interesting and something that I'd love to chat about a little bit more if you'd be up for it. Um, is it necessary to have gone through a dance school or a burlesque school, in your opinion? Obviously not. Duh. I mean, personally, I don't think it's 100% necessary. Mm. Um, there's so many things out there, so many different means of performing burlesque without going to a school. Mm. Um, I didn't, yeah, I had, I did have dance experience from yeah. when I was very, very young. I started dancing at four. Nice. Um, so I did have that dance experience there, but I wouldn't necessarily say that my burlesque is dance uh, based, dance strong. Mm. I'm not, not sure what the term is I should be using. Dance there. heavy? Dance heavy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's dance heavy, but there is musicality there. Mm. I, I do use music. With a certain movements of use music. the yeah. body, <laughs> yeah, it's certain musicality there, which you can get. Um, you can go and do like a a, a basics class. You can uh, heavens like zumba in that, you know, True. on yeah. just on like I think there's yeah. like YouTube videos and things like that. Um, I wouldn't say you need to go to school. It mm. would most certainly help because um, they are there's people around you as well to really like there are there to yeah. uplift you to support you to give you that advice um even you can just find someone if you don't go to a school just find someone that you can talk to about yeah. your ideas and talk to about um sort of guiding you yes it's great yeah totally yeah. I mean I would never be someone to sit across and be like just because I went to whopper and have these bits of papers that other people must go down that path to in order to be a singer like when when the well, supposedly the incredible thing about the arts is its accessibility to everybody, right? Like you don't have to have a fancy degree or have spent a bunch of money on any sort of like schooling at all 
to be able to participate in your arts, like dancing at its core is a free thing that you can do mm. at home. <laughs> Singing is a thing you can do in the shower. You don't need anybody Great acoustics to tell you. in there. Really good acoustics. Really good Definitely acoustics. start all of your training in there and then mm. leave there and go, oh, no, and then go back. Into- <laughs> so that's really why Rubber Ducky was in the shower. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that something sometimes we forget when it comes to like us quote-unquote leveling up or wanting to take our arts to the next step is the idea that we have to invest a quite a lot of um, money and time, uh, which are very valuable resources. God, especially right now, everything's real hard. Um, How do we make arts more accessible for people who are coming up and want to participate in the arts? Well, when I started out, um, I mean, I didn't have the the fancy costumes. I didn't have Mm. heaps and heaps of rhinestones. I really didn't. I didn't have... Get a towel. I had a towel, (laughs) darling, and a rubber ducky on my tit. Yes. Um... So, can I say tit? <laughs> can you say tit? Can I say tit on the radio? You had Brad tit on. So. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, I actually op shopped most of my costumes. Oh, great. And then re- recycled, upcycled, upcycled them. Mm-hmm. So, like Swan, for example, majority of that costume is an old wedding dress. Fabulous. Yeah. And then with the big train, I've turned that into a coat that I can wear. Um, you know, on the stage for, you know, um, curtain call and things like that. Mm. Um, librarian act, that was the same, op shop costume. Um, look at a lot of secondhand things. Yeah. Secondhand, anyone who's having a sale, I mean, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be a bit more flexible though because you might not get the shade that you need. Right, yes. You might not get that exact type of fabric that you want, but if it, you can work with it, you can work with mm. it. Um, there are ways of doing it. Yeah. Definitely um, when you haven't really got the finances to back you there. Yeah. And um, when you do have it, play like play that act to death. Mm. Like don't think that you need to then just do it for one show oh. and then create a new act for the next show just because you'll have the same like some three friends who are going to be in both audiences. Like play that act to death until the costume falls apart in front of you. If I honestly feel like there's this this pressure mm. to or have a new act every, you know, certain amount of time, and sh- these are short amounts of time. Yeah, there's I don't understand the pressure, and I don't really know. I suppose where it come from. Mm. Um, I think it amplified during lock. Well, during West Australia's stricter lockdown, because we just sort of assumed that everyone had seen everything because we were all each other's audiences and you couldn't take things anywhere. Yes, yeah. Maybe. That would when be like we are, a guess. Yeah. When, the, when, you're, when you're, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> when you are your own, like your group is it's the same group that comes to support you during yes. that time, you do feel like that necessary, like I need to change something, I need mm. to change it up. Um, that's where those fun things like swapping, I've forgotten what they were called now, there was a show where they would um, ask two performers to come and they'd swap acts. <gasps> Really? Um, and now I feel terrible because I don't. I never actually got to see it. It was a little bit before my time in the I scene. I don't know this one. This is a great concept. I'm High very concept. sorry. I apologise to who has created that show. Because they're definitely listening. Because they are. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening and judging me so hard right now. Um, but I, it was it was a bit before I came into the scene. Yeah. Where And I thought that was such a fun. They just had to swap and they had to do each other's acts. That's great. I was, it was great. I like that. That would have been great for, for around COVID time. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good idea. But I think that we can definitely now, especially let the pressure off yourself a little bit. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. You don't have to create um, – it, it, it's refining, refining what you've got. Like mm. I've got um, next month a show coming up where I'm doing 
uh, an act I did about five years ago. Yeah, right. I've got to redo the costume. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I can adjust here and adjust there. But I'm not going to scrap it. No. Why would I you? I wouldn't scrap and create a new one. It's a great It's a great idea. Mm. It's a great concept. It's very funny. <laughs> so um, don't let go of things so quick. Yeah. Really work with it. Try something a bit different. Upskill. Add a skill to it. Um, yeah. It changes it. And it's possible. A lot of these skills you can actually learn online. Yes. Yeah, totally. You want to learn how to do the splits? There will be some. There's, <laughs> there's some. apps that are like 30-day split challenges. We'll get you there. Like, yeah. Whatever you're trying to do, there's a thing for it. It always comes with that, you know, and, and it's true, like whatever you do, if you do it at home by yourself, it does come with like that slight higher risk. Like if you do hurt yourself, you're going to have to go get something sorted out mm-hmm. unless, you know, unless, sorry, blah, 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 sort it out, um, the pros to going somewhere is they can actually physically see you go, okay, adjust yourself like this yes, and uh, yeah. this will assist you in getting to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, are, there are pros and cons in both ways. Oh, totally. So you, they yeah. do, it comes with risk, but you have to assess yourself and say, can I, can I afford to do that for myself or not? Um, so, for example, me right now, like my foot, my ankle is not in good shape. Mm. So I know like anything to do with that I, I need to go somewhere because they need to be aware I don't know my body well enough to go I don't know how to move you know I can move it this way and it won't snap yeah <laughs> won't like everybody goes yeah sure I won't snap five physio visits later <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I mean we um bash on social media and I will bash on social media forever because obviously it hurts a lot of people but the positive that there is there is that you do have and access to a relatively cheap way of building community, even if you're not physically present at a school or physically at every single performance that has ever happened. God knows I'm not able to like be at every single show. Um, yeah. Most people aren't. <laughs> most people are not, but they can still participate in the community aspects of it outside of that. You can do. You can do it through social media. There are, the, I mean, I, I must say I don't do a lot of social media. Mm. I have a lot of... Uh, triggers when it comes to social media. So I'm not on there very often. I don't really see a lot and I don't read a lot. Um, And I do feel, you know, you feel a bit of guilt, I think, when you go, I want to support, I want to go out, I want to, you know, let people know that I'm seeing them and I'm proud of them and and support each other. But sometimes it's very difficult to do that. There's the time factor. There's a financial factor. involved as well and I just social media is deadly yeah for some it is they really can't do it um for some it's their only outlet Mm -hmm. and that's fine but then when you're searching I think for validation only through social media yes great point I think it's so dangerous yeah completely because it's not a real world no social media is not a real world all right I wanted silence there because I actually want that to sit with people for a second because I know we say that Often in, I think it's become almost a bit of a cliche trope of being like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. You're like, yeah, okay, cool. But people no, still really. get sucked into it, but like I actually don't. <laughs> no, don't. Even if they're people that, that you know and that you love because you've seen them in real life before. It's like it's still a fantasy land. It doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean it's real. Mm. And it's very hard to, I suppose, come to that realisation. Mm. I know I, I've started for a little while there, I was only posting certain things. I was like, no, there has to be an image to it that I, I have to strategically post things mm. and um, there needs to be a certain image 
imagery. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, aesthetic. Aesthetic. Huh, huh. Oh, That's the what grid, I was looking like, for. To the grid? <laughs> yeah, to the grid. I'm like, I'm going to have three photos and then I'm going to have um, this colour scheme here and then I'm going to have to do this. Mm. And then, I don't, I can't, no. That's a lot of time and energy being put into a platform that isn't giving you anything Which, in like, return. I would love to do it. It's mm. just a case of I don't want to people to see like this is this is not my reality. Mm. You know, this is my reality. I love posting pictures with me without makeup on and yeah. loving, you know, everyday stuff. I don't do it very often because, again, I like to try and keep my, you know, uh, the, the muggle side of my life over there. Yeah. And then my lovely performance side over here. <laughs> um, I'm just doing some nice stretching yes, actions it's now. So, it's fantastic. Um, it can be difficult, but I think it's uh, something that people need to see. Mm. It's quite, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you've got to balance the idea of like, I will now be vulnerable for the benefit of just f- destroying the facade that is the internet a little bit. But then you've been vulnerable and that's really scary. <laughs> and that's a scary thing to do. Some of the trolls come out. Hello. <laughs> did you know? Did you know you're being vulnerable right now and I can get you like like straight away? And you're like, oh, no, it's not <laughs> what I was going You shouldn't going for. be posting that looking like that. You don't want love. You can just, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> don't go down that road, Dee Dee. Um, I was going to say, I had a thought in my mind about social media and now it's just gone poof. Oh, it obviously it is great when it comes to uh, you can communicate with producers and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you can be looking for gigs. Things come up on Instagram. Oh, this festival's coming up. Great applications open. How else would I've known? Totally. Link, yeah. Link How else bio, would I've known? Else, yeah. Um, things like that is is great. I very rarely get people email me saying, mm-hmm. hey, would you like to come and do this show? It's totally. a, it's an Instagram message or a Facebook message. Yeah, and even as a producer, I've stopped emailing people offers because they don't check their email as much as they check their Instagram yeah. and I need answers faster. Yeah, that, well, that, that, it's instant. It's <laughs> yeah. instant. The, the, your phone is this device now that does so much for you in a, in a moment. Mm. So it's hard to say, you know, don't go too much on social media when it's it's physically with you. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, it's it, a button. Yeah. It's a. It's not even a button. It's a tap away. Mm. And if it's where you're – and it probably is if you're an indie arts performer. If it's where you're getting gigs and therefore where you're getting money, of course you're going to have it attached to it you all the time. You, you have to. You must. Because it is then, you know, how you're getting your finances yeah. in your pocket-bank account. Yeah. Um, I've found, and we talked. This is this is a great whole a whole rounded moment. I find the do not disturb function very useful. <laughs> I should use it more often. I think that um, mainly because, like, I'm sure everybody already knows this, and I realize that I'm probably only talking to people um, in their late twenties when I tell them this, um, <laughs> and up. But uh, in the do not disturb function, you can change the settings so that only certain people can get through. So if you've got like those contacts who you need to get through to you, like your mum or your dad or your sister, people you need like to get in contact with you at a moment's notice, they can get through your do not disturb. Nothing else can get through. And for me, that's helped me set like fake business hours where I can be like, okay, it goes on after six o'clock. I'm no longer participating in in the barrage of messages that there's so many messages. I get so many messages. The podcast. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so famous. Uh, um <laughs> my vo- my phone went ding. I'm important. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's an email from Sheehan again. <laughs> 20% off. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. I just don't I'm want so to. I'm so famous. Um, <laughs> but little things like that can give your, um, can just give your brain a break 
especially when you can choose who gets through you it. You need it. You really yeah. need that brain break. I yeah. found, uh, yeah, I catch myself in moments where I've got like, you know, the TVs on and then I've also got my laptop open and then I've got my phone in my oh hand. I'm my like, God. what are you doing? Why have you got three totally. screens in front of you? I'm trying to do three different things at once. Yeah. Like for me, the, the TV is more of a, uh, I need that white noise mm. going on. It's mm-hmm. always something that I've already seen, but I need that white noise. I can't work in silence. The laptop's usually like, okay, this is business. And the phone's like, oh, this person's just messaged me. I better get back to them. Yeah, And, and I'm just... And then you're exhausted, but all you, what you are actually doing is sitting on the couch. And it's yeah. like, I should be relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. And it just um, never works that way. Totally. And as a producer, I can pretty much assure you that any producer who messages you um, after 5 p.m. and before 8 o'clock the next day can wait. Yes, they can. <laughs> they can they wait. Can. I think uh, that's, yeah, very good point. I find that I will send messages late at night mm. or early in the morning mm-hmm. only because that that is the time of day where I, I've actually got the, uh, I suppose, time and mm. I can focus on what I need to yeah. say. Um, I can't really do that during the day most of the time now with a little totally. one yeah. or if I'm working like I, I you know, my muggle job, I literally can't touch my phone for yeah. about eight hours. So I don't, I never expect anyone to get back to me in a second. Totally. However, there is like, there is, I yeah. suppose an expectation, like someone sent you this, you get back to them straight away. Um, I always send like a little message if I have seen it and mm. I can't reply, I'm like have seen, we'll get back to you soon. Yeah. It's just a means of like, I, I acknowledge, I've mm. acknowledged it. I just can't right now. Totally. I can't reply right now. And I yeah. think some people do, they do need that. Yeah. They we, need to see that. Otherwise they yeah. are like me and their brain goes, oh gosh, they've seen it. Why, why aren't they answering? <laughs> Have I said something? Have I done something? Um, what do I do now? Do, a, I t- a, do I message again? I think I've always got this idea that I'm not owed anybody's like time or anybody's energy, especially on my terms, because I'll be, I'm that same person. I'll message at like 7am because that's when I've got the capacity and the time to do so. No one else should message me back at 7am. That's absurd. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that makes, It's not an expectation. That's no. not an expectation. I shouldn't set that. And just because your phone is in your pocket and or it's in your hand even when I send it does not mean you have to look at it or respond to it until you have the energy and the capacity to do so. And I think that that's probably something that we can take with us into a lot of other areas of our artistic expression. Mm-hmm. You're not, yeah, you don't owe anyone anything. Mm. You do things if you want to at the time. That's, this is not just talking about social media. I'm talking about everything now. Yeah. All right. You're a creator. You can choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And especially even with gigs, you're allowed to say no. Mm. You might probably don't want, like this. you're <laughs> going, oh, but I've been offered it, so I must say yes. Mm. If you don't want to do it, then say no. If you don't have the capacity, right, you say thank you so much. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't line up for me. But please keep please keep me in mind for your for your next show or blah blah or give them other dates. Like oh, I'm a free free over on you know this month. I've got completely open um, at the moment. Um, trying you're taking on a lot. Like fringe is a time of year where I think people take on so much, mm-hmm. and I understand it is this small window of time. In Perth that everyone goes, oh, that's right, Perth and the Arts. I'm like, no, Perth and the Arts the entire year. Perth and the Arts the whole You just time. seem to forget that there's other months that you can do things in mm. Perth. Um, so I always call bull beep on <laughs> anyone who says, oh, it's just fringe time, like you're full of it. So I understand why people take on so much. Yeah. But so many people after fringe, they just, they burn out mm. mm-hmm. because they've taken on so much. Um, and you're allowed to say no. Totally. You're allowed to say no. That's okay. Just remember, whatever you do, you're learning something new. Yeah. You're learning something new. You're creating anything is, you know, 
I say creating anything. I can sit in my craft shed for, or not now. I used to sit in my craft <laughs> shed a lot, um, you know, for hours and just tinker. Yeah. Just try. It didn't necessarily have to be going towards this big act. Mm. It was just how am I going to get this zip? I wonder if I can get the zip on these trousers. Yeah. How can I do that? Okay, how can I do it without, you know, can I add a lining? Can I do this? And and with all that, you don't just sit there and go, oh, I'll just, I'll just give it a whirl. Yeah. You look it up. Okay, how can I do this? You look at the yeah. video, then I you cut it. I don't want to go to spotlight. Now how do I figure yeah. out how to do it? Yeah, it's, it is a process, but I suppose you just got to, it doesn't always come quickly. And if it doesn't come quickly, that's okay. Yeah. Some people will take a, you know, well, no, everyone should really be continuing to upskill. Mm, always. If yeah. you can, if you can, I say that everyone should, but if you can and if you have the capacity to do it, then you do it. Yeah. But I think when you sit still, like, and I'm, I'm at the moment, I feel like I've sat still for a while and that's due to the lack of time, mm. the lack of um, finances to really do much. Mm. And when I say like, if I, I mean, I can still go to the op shop and grab bits and pieces, but. That's a time commitment. Th- that's too. a time commitment. It's very hard to do that now. I don't necessarily like shopping online all the time. <laughs> I try to reduce it um, and I prefer to buy things secondhand so when things come up, they come up. But then I think, okay, well, right now I need to think how much am I working in the arts versus mm. – and you have to make that sacrifice yeah. at times and it's very hard because you really want that creative out. You really, really need that creative outlet. Everyone does. Yeah. I think everyone does. Think even, everyone if does yeah. your, even if it's not your – even if it's not what you do for a living, everyone has some sort of creative outlet. So mm. just yeah. Invest, I think – I'm not trying to summarise, but I also am trying to summarise. <laughs> um, invest what you can when you can um, and understand that whatever you're inputting is enough in that moment. If it's getting your creative juices flowing however it is, then it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Just uh, be kind on yourself. Yeah. I love that. We go through, everyone goes through ebbs and flows. Mm, totally, all the time. Um, even when it just comes to cre- just the idea of wanting to create you have, I might have a part of your life where you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, you write all <laughs> these things down. And then before long, maybe the inspiration's just not there anymore. Yeah. That's okay. Just let it, let it sit. Find something that makes you happy in the meantime. You'll probably come back to it. And if you don't, that's okay. Yeah. And on those words of kindness to yourself, I think we're going to have to wrap up. Oh, my gosh, that was so amazing. (laughs) Dee Dee, tell us your social media platforms. Grab your phone, look them up, check them. (laughs) Instagram is Dee Dee underscore Luscious. And Facebook, I'm going to reach over (laughs) and then we're going to cut this bit out because uh, how do you find find them on on here, on on the um, Facebooks? Actually, I don't know, I'm going to try and find you right now. Okay, so D. Oh, no, that's that's Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Well, we did Instagram. On in, on Facebook, you're um, <laughs> T.D. Luscious. It's just that. <laughs> it's just T.D. Luscious. And on Facebook, I'm just D.D. Luscious on fa- Facebook. Yes. Because I'm luscious. Because you are luscious. Uh, as some MCs say, licious. It's not. It's luscious. Lickish. Licorice? Licorice? Licorice. Licorice. Hello, licorice. Welcome to the sage. Lick me licorice. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Uh, All sorts of fun there. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsor me, then I'll keep that bit in. Uh, (laughs) 
And as always, everyone, if you like this podcast, you can rate and review us on whatever podcasting app you're listening to us on right now. Or send us a question, waexposepod at gmail.com, and we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you so much, Didi, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Cut that bit out. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do I do? I have to do this or something. Apparently that's what you're supposed to do when you're going to cut something out is like make some loud noise so it appears on so your waveform. So it appears form. on there. Yeah, as like a big jump. But then I'm like, but I'm a loud bitch. So I'm always <laughs> like, anyway. So it doesn't change a single thing. Anyway. Well, okay. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Fun fact. That I'm probably going to cut out. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.